Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Well, all right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk Victory Garden. Um, so back in the day, like World War One, that's kind of back in the day, right? Um, around 1917, there ended up being food shortages because people weren't out working because they were off fighting a war. You know, back when we used to throw bodies at wars. Um, right. We created the National War Garden Commission to encourage Americans to contribute to the war effort by planting, fertilizing, harvesting, and storing their own foods. They said that you could be sowing the seeds of victory. That just sounds awesome. Um, they also got in on the schools because, you know, fun slogans and indoctrination were all about that. We created the U.S. School Garden Army. I mean, who wouldn't want to be a part of the army when you're a kid? They were called the Soldiers of the Soil. So the idea was when the country isn't really booming as far as production, you might notice some similarities to right now, that people may need to step up and supply their own food and resources, um, or at least help out their community. And a good way to do that is by creating your own garden. And that's pretty awesome, actually. I mean, it's rare that the government encourages you to do for yourself. It seems in the past the government was big on, uh, you know, Motivate or yeah, no, sorry. Traditionally, the government's role seems to be, hey, let me tell you what I can do for you and why you need me. And now 
with the Victory Garden, the idea was, hey, this is what you can do for yourself in the community. Now, I can't help but point out, nobody from the government seems to be encouraging this right now. And in fact, most of the places are not being allowed to sell seeds to private citizens because they're like, oh, we need them for the big corporations and for whatever. So it actually is kind of counterintuitive. But let's forget what Big Brother's doing. And let's say the Prepping Badass is recommending you start a victory garden. And we keep America strong through that. How's that sound? That sounds fantastic. Now, before we get uh, trashing the government too much, which I love. I mean, it's favorite pastime of mine. Don't get me wrong. Love to do it. But we've got five reasons, uh, the five main reasons why they wanted you to do a victory garden in 1917. All right. So number one, lessen demand on commercial vegetable supplies and thus make available to the armed forces and lend-lease programs. Now, the idea, that's the first one. The idea is that the vegetables and the fruits and the meat that is grown and raised and harvested needed to be sent to Europe to supply our our troops. Okay. Now, at this point in time, this isn't this isn't really applying um to our our modern situation right now. But I would say that the demand is going to be stretched because the uh the shipping of the vegetables is going to become more and more difficult. Right now, we have a lot of people that should be harvesting fruits, okay, uh, specifically fruits in the United States that aren't doing it. Um so the fruit is there, it's growing, but we don't have enough people to uh to pick it all. So mm-hmm. right now some of the fruit is just dropping off and rotting on the ground. Rotting on the vine, if you will. And frozen. Right. right. Number two, reduce demand on strategic materials used in food processing and canning. Now that also is not happening as frequently. Uh, right now, we're having some issues with the the canning and the preserving. Okay. Just because people are out of work and not as much is going on. So I think what we're going to end up seeing is some food shortages. Um, in the next three to six months. So this is a perfect time to start your garden. It is. Um, uh, Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, now we're already actually where I am starting to see limited dairy on the shelves. Um, Right. Even some of the meat is questionable. It kind of depends what store I go to. But more recently, the uh, meat is very limited. And that may be people bulk bulk buying or something like that. But either way, there is limited meat on the shelves, limited dairy on the shelves and fresh produce is, is spotty at the best. Um, All your frozen stuff and long-term staple stuff seems to be there in the stores. But I would say if you're new to prepping, let me just throw this out here real quick. If you're new to prepping um, buy buy the frozen vegetables right now, yeah, because in in a few months they might not be as easy as easy to find. Yeah. And your freezer works. Your electricity's on. Get it and throw it in your freezer if if you don't already have it. Correct. Um, 
I also think, you know, in the farming aspect, you also having eggs, having, you know, there's a little more than the garden, having eggs, possibly some dairy goats, um, you know, cow sounds like a big thing to just jump into, but if you're able to support that kind of thing, Hey, cows, pigs, that kind of stuff's pretty cool. Um, there's also, uh, a lot of other, uh, you know, options out there, rabbits, that kind of thing. Um, chickens for meat. Um, but well, what kind of, do you have any more on your list? You said you had five reasons. Right. Well, we got, we got, uh, yeah, we got three more. All right. Um, now number three is, is actually a very, uh, important one right now. Uh, number three is ease the burden on railroads transporting war munitions by releasing produce carriers. Now we're having problems with war munitions getting where they need to go. We're, we're not having problems with war munitions. But what okay. we are having are having is a lot of the vegetables in the U.S. actually come from outside the U.S. Okay, um, especially especially when you you know if you go to your store, I live in upstate New York. If I go to my store and buy an avocado, that shit didn't grow in New York. Really, you know the avocado I'm buying right now didn't even grow in the United States because the United States doesn't have any place that has ripe avocados right now. Okay, it's not a big problem. Avocados are there. So are a lot of the other vegetables, but as as countries have been cracking down around the around the world, um, food from Mexico and South America, food from Africa and Asia, they're and they're not getting to shelves necessarily. They, you know, Vietnam doesn't have a shortage of rice, but we're not getting any rice from Vietnam because they're not ex- exporting it, and okay. that's going on in a lot of countries with a lot of different foods. And so I think it's, I think it's important to think about um, the logistics of a lot, a lot of fruits and vegetables we're used to seeing on shelves when they're out of season. Number like four that. is maintain the vitality and morale of Americans on the home front through production of nutritious vegetables. I love nutritious vegetables. You don't really? need to take multivitamins. You don't have to take multivitamins if you have nutritious vegetables grown right in your backyard, ready to eat, green and fresh. Number five, preserve fruit and vegetables for future use when shortages might become worse. Now, by cutting down on the amount of fruit and vegetables you're eating every day from the grocery store, that allows more to be canned and preserved and frozen for use in the next couple of months. Now, the prepping badasses and their followers and listeners aren't going to change that. But if you can produce your own blueberries and your own spinach, it's going to make a big difference on what you can access over the next uh, three to six months. And you don't want to get the scurvy, right? You don't want the scurvy. It ain't good for you. I listen to like the effects of scurvy. I listen to a podcast yeah. about the effects of scurvy. Awful. Your gums start bleeding. Oh. Your teeth start falling out. You start losing your vision. It's awful. It's awful I, shit. I thought that was gingivitis. No. <laughs> Maybe scurvy causes gingivitis. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I thought I would keep, keep it up at bay with my daily 
uh, twice brushing daily. But I don't know. Maybe my dentist was full of shit. All signs point to maybe. Um, all right. So let's talk about some of the things you might plant in your victory garden. Now, obviously, the stuff that you plant is dictated by your region or your climate. And but keep in mind, there's also a lot of variations like there's different types of potatoes and some might grow better where you are or tomatoes or different things. Just like with livestock, you might have different breeds of chickens that can hardy the, the North winters, or right. you can have chickens that thrive, you know, in the Southern warmer climates, you know, it's all different depending where you live. You take things with a grain of salt, but let's talk about kind of some of the staples. So beans, beans are a great source of protein. They keep you gassy, all kinds of good things, right? Um, right. Beets, cabbage, carrots, kale, lettuce, yep. peas, tomatoes, turnips, squash, Swiss chard. Those were like a lot that the government was pushing back in the day. And they seem to be a pretty good mix, you know, a, a pretty right. reasonable. And I know a lot of those vegetables were actually uncommon uh before that in the u.s because uh you know they they weren't weren't great for uh for shipping shelf right. life wise but things like swiss with swiss chard it grows really fast and you cut it and eat it right then and you know it'll, it'll last a week you know once you cut it but you know shipping it on uh by rail didn't it didn't work so well and now you know now we've got faster shipping we've got different you know different ways of production. refrigeration of different sorts right. it's easier and yeah but a lot of these vegetables grow really fast and honestly if you got planting right now you would be all set you wouldn't have any issues i think that's why we're doing this podcast at this point it's a perfect time for everybody to go out get the seeds they want or use the seeds they had from last year and get to work if you planted uh broccoli right now it'd be three to four months before it was right before it was ready to harvest but if you planted uh spinach right now it'd be three weeks you mm -hmm. know it's got a quick turnaround no i like that a lot um and that's the thing i mean so you know, maybe if you're not sure and you're not sure of the direction of the country or how things are going right now, and, you know, things may return back to normal here, you know, as the warmer weather comes, you know, the spread of this uh, respiratory stuff might uh, end up easing up a little bit. You know, nobody seems really sure. You know, I know they had a lot of models that showed uh, gloom and doom for the United States. And at the moment, Things seem to be pretty level. They're not really following where they said we'd be right now. Um, but who knows? You know, we don't know what the future holds. And maybe just the toll taken on our economy is enough that it might slow down, you know, how we're getting things or how much extra cash we have. You know, maybe our employer backs off a little bit or, you know, different things like that. Starting now and getting things going to have that extra backup. And you know how many times we've mentioned that understanding how to properly garden, understanding your soil, understanding the predators in your area, learning to be more self-reliant is always a move in the right direction. Right. 
Um, right. Yeah. Go ahead. Now let's let's talk about uh, setting up your garden. If you've never gardened before, let's talk about you know just a just a basic setup for some tomato plants, some spinach, some cabbage, um, maybe cucumbers, peas. Now, what I did with my gardens is uh, I did raised beds with most of my gardens. Okay. That's not necessary. You can just dig up your lawn. You can dig up your lawn and just plant it, you know, a 10 foot by 10 foot section in your backyard if you don't have a lot of space. Okay. It's real easy to do. Cut up the sod and distribute it or uh, cut up the sod and, and move that away. Bring in some fresh soil, turn it over, plant your seeds. You're ready to go. It's a little bit of work. You know, your hands are going to have to, you know, you might get a couple of blisters. Oh, might be, you know, terrible for you. But with a little bit of work, you can get it together pretty easy. You can do it in, yeah. in an afternoon. But isn't it true that once your hands are a little rougher, a little calloused, the women are like, you know, I have a working man. And you get a little extra love. Isn't that what I've heard? That, well, yes and no. Okay. Women like a soft hand. That's, but Ooh. they also like a man that works. That's why I use one hand. I <laughs> never wear a glove. Always callous. <laughs> okay. And then the other hand, I, I wear a latex glove. And put lotion in oil. it. Right. Yeah, at all times. That's why, That way I have a, a soft, supple hand and a calloused man hand. Nice. You have to commit though. Don't change that. Don't change up the hands. You have to commit. You know, one hand for the callus and one hand for the the latex glove with full of baby oil. Uh, all right. I mean, you know, I like to keep my options open. You know, it's good to keep the uh, ladies guessing. Right. Now, another thing that. Uh, all right. So, as far as raised beds go, I, I what I like to do is really dig up the ground. And bury, what I'll do is I'll bury, bury some rotting logs in in the bed underneath everything. All right. What those will do is is they'll absorb moisture. And it'll hold, it'll keep that soil moist for, for years. Every time it rains, it'll suck up into that wood. And as the ground dries out, it'll come out of that wood and kind of keep a balanced moisture in the soil. Now, the, the logs are also going to decompose over the course of a couple of months and a couple of years and release nitrogen into the soil. So you're going to have a good soil that you can that is going to be sustainable for years if you do it that way. Another idea is um, container gardening. If, you, you know, if you're in an apartment or a smaller area, you can get five-gallon buckets and fill it with miracle Grow and some garden soil, and you can grow your, your plants right in pots like that. Now, miracle grow, uh, and for those of you who are opposed to the chemical garden, you can buy miracle grow organic. Now, obviously, you can create your own compost. Kevin has had uh, some in-depth detail for you guys. Um, if you check back on some of our older episodes, there's lots of different ways you can do it and get started. We're kind of giving you the quick condensed version here to uh, get you on board with gardening out there. Yeah, I'd like to see a lot of people, you know, going in the next two weeks and getting this started. Um, 
the time's really limited if if you want to really have something um have something to to be eating in the next few weeks right and um I think that the grocery stores right now, I don't think we're in full-fledged emergency, but well, there is going to be some prices climbing over the next month or two. I I went grocery shopping yesterday, and it's been a little while. I, uh, I live out in the country, so just to get to the grocery store is a 30-, 40-minute ordeal just to get there. And uh, so... Always, even before social distancing, I was uh, not really running out, you know, at the drop of a hat to go get extra stuff. I would typically plan and and make a larger purchase. Um, I did find that my budget was probably up 25%, not because I bought more, up 25% because prices are going up. Um, That that was a little bit concerning. Um, I had when I went to buy my groceries, um, I had like a shopping cart full. It wasn't crazy. And I'm getting comments from people in line. Oh, who has money to go buy groceries right now? And then it probably didn't help that I whipped out cash and paid for it. And then I got even more like looks and comments. And so let's have motherfuckers get shot in the parking lot. That's what I was thinking. I was going to have to shoot a motherfucker in the parking lot. (laughs) I know you were thinking I was going to get shot in the parking lot. Yeah. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. But uh, needless to say, I had to check it out, make sure nobody was following me home or anything, you know, because it's a little crazy out there. And, And some people, you know, who aren't as prepared as the rest of us, are feeling the uh, hit a little bit sooner, you know? Um, right. You know, at the moment, things are still good in my world, but, you know, who knows what'll change? You don't know when your job would, you know, disappear or, you know, the money might get cut back or anything. And any of these things can happen to anybody. So it's good. And if nothing else, you have extra to share. It's more you can help out your neighbors and your friends and your family. So, you know, getting started is definitely something you guys should be considering right now if you haven't already gotten going. Yeah, that sounds good. Now, let's go run through some of the fast-growing vegetables real quick. Right. Um, um, maybe what you want to plant this week. Radish, 25 days, so to reap. Lettuce is 45 days. Spinach, 21 days. Peas, 60 to 70 days, cucumbers, 50 to 70 days, kale, 55 to 70 days, and uh, tomatoes are only 40 to 50 days, which is less than two months. You can you can start eating some tomatoes. Right. And tomatoes, now, once they start coming, it really, you know, that bounty keeps coming. And that's it just, nice. yeah, it it just keeps while. producing. We do a lot of uh, cherry tomatoes because you can go out every day and and, you know, pick enough to uh eat that day yeah now that's that's nice i've been a long-term gardener and i have uh i have my my asparagus is is already starting to shoot up and um i love asparagus and i've got a big bed full of it so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be set for the next two months with uh with my vegetables in the meantime while i'm waiting for my my spinach and my kale but there's a, you know, the the choices you make as far as what you want to plant, 
you know, you have to really think about when you're going to be able to harvest versus uh, when you're planting it. Um, the longer term vegetables like uh, like broccoli and um, uh, peas, um, even though you can usually get more than one harvest a year on a lot of these vegetables, they still take a little bit longer. Squash, corn, those types of vegetables. It wouldn't hurt to to plant a few of those extra extra in your garden if you have space for it. Um, I know our local hardware store has 50-pound bags of potatoes and cut in a row. Now, potatoes aren't really a quick turnaround, but when they mm-hmm. pay off, it's going to carry you well into the fall and the later months with right. substantial food in your belly. So potatoes are something you might want to add to the list. Right. And potatoes are one of those few vegetables that you can eat only potatoes and survive. Uh, if you don't have any meat, any dairy, if you have potatoes, you know, you know, you might get a little bit of the scurvy down the line, but potatoes really provide almost everything that you need for a balanced diet. And a lot of, you know, a lot of people sneeze at potatoes, but they're easy to grow. And you're right. The turnaround isn't that fast, but they're easy to grow and, and you can feed a lot of people. Right. right. They fill bellies and that's huge. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a million videos on YouTube, you know, about cutting out the eye and what you're looking for and what to plant. And, and you know, you can do them in a small area by doing potato boxes. If you have limited space, you might want to look into that. Um, if you have room, you can do nice long rows and they're easy. Um, and, you know, you do kind of build up and add some dirt to that. So that's something to look into. But anyway, that's what I got on that. Any more on the gardens, Kevin, or, or how are you feeling? No, I think that's pretty good. But I mean, I, I want to stress that uh, with container gardening, you can really produce a lot with a lot, not a lot of space. And you can use anything. You can use old tires. Yeah. You can use five-gallon buckets. Um, you can build a little box at a, at a cedar if you have any wood laying around. Even pine will last, last a couple of years you can really make a container out of just about anything. You know, you can make a container out of old uh, cat litter boxes, you know, use your imagination. You can come up with anything to, to make a little container garden and grow, you know, one tomato plant. One tomato plant is enough to really, uh, you know, really add into your diet and really cut down on some of the, the amount of vegetables that you have to have to buy. Right. No, so, and like I said, helping your friends, being able to encourage other people. And, you know, a lot of people I keep seeing, you know, all the kids and and the wife are like, oh, you know, everybody on the internet are, are, I'm bored, I'm bored. There's nothing to do. Well, now's your chance. Here's your hobby. And maybe to encourage your friends to do it. You know, it's, it's something that's just going to make your lifestyle better, everything better all around. And it's just going to, you know basically improve everybody's mood and situation. So something you really should consider looking into and maybe push your friends into. And if you have those kiddies home from school and they're, you know, looking for some homeschool type fun, gardening is a great place to start. Plus get them outside and off the video games can't hurt anything. 
No, no, seriously. Unless they're playing Call of Duty, because that just trains them up to be good soldiers, right? Yeah, and it's an awesome game. It's a and lot it's of fun. An awesome I, game. I can't play video games anymore. I I swore myself off because yeah, I nice. I I found myself like uh going to play video games for a half hour real quick, and then realizing it was time to get up for work, and I'd been playing for twelve hours. Yeah, it's the next you know, day, so. and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, it's like crack for me, so I have to just don't even go near it. Nice. Nope, I like it. Now, how is uh, your part of the woods holding up? How is uh, down in New York there, or up in New York for me? Yeah, not doing great, to be honest nope. with you. All right. They're doing terrible here. They got motherfuckers. They're, we got people dying left and right up here in New York, New York right now. Um. There's uh, quite a few. I think we had uh, 700 die yesterday in wow. uh, New York State. That's Most of them were in the city and I'm, I'm north. But, yeah, I mean, uh, that many people a day is, is you know, that's quite a lot of fucking people. That adds up real fast. Um, so I've got uh, 120 in the town that I live in confirmed cases. Uh, a friend of mine um, had, a, like, a real bad series of events happened to him. He's a corrections officer and, uh, he got tested and on his way home started feeling lightheaded and went to pull over, but he passed out before he was able to pull over Wow! and wrecked his car, told it his car and ended up with a concussion car got towed. He went to the, the hospital, went home afterwards and then got a call that found out that where he found out he was, uh, positive for coronavirus. Oh, I was like, man, that's a that's a series of events that happen pretty fucking quick to yeah to screw your whole life up. Yeah, it is. I mean, all that slow you down. Now you can't work. You can't, you know, man. Right. And you know, people talk about concussions like, uh, oh, you know, I had a headache for a day. That's not really what a concussion is, man. A concussion will fuck you up for months. It really can. Um. Just the disoriented, unaware. There's there's a lot of issues. So mm-hmm. make sure you guys are, you know, kind of paying attention. One, staying safe when you're out there in public. You know, there's nothing wrong with a little social distancing. I've been practicing it for years. Right. Um, I hate everybody. So, you know, that's something you may want to consider as, as not a bad idea. But also listen to your body and recognize, you know, what's going on. If things you know, feel like they're heading south. Maybe don't push quite as hard. Um, my father actually uh, thought that he would utilize this downtime to uh, get rid of that popcorn ceiling. And, uh, you know, hey, this would be a great time to make a homemade uh, scaffolding and try and, uh, you know, get some work done. And when you take a fall and now you got to go to the doctor and get x-rays and, all kinds of stuff, you know, think about what you're doing and realize now that people are at home and have some extra free time and are outside doing, you know, the chores they've been putting off, you wouldn't want to go cut down that tree with the chainsaws. you got the day off or go, you know, out and I don't know, something new with the tractor or whatever. Just make sure you're being smart because it's not the time you guys want to be going to the hospital or the doctor and, one, they're overcrowded, and two, you don't want to be around the people that are in there. So, right, just think about what you're doing. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, and I would, I would also say, you know, yeah, just agree with that. I agree with that. You know, when you're out there doing stuff that you don't do every single day, uh, be careful. You know, just take a, a few extra seconds to think about what could go wrong and, and how you can avoid it. Um, there's no reason to throw your back out or have a goddamn heart attack because you're pushing yourself too hard. Yeah. You know, turns out a lot of people have haven't been doctor. outside. Right. A lot of people haven't been outside in years. And, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden they're like, oh, the sun. And you get out there and, you know, you get a little disoriented and, you know, things can sneak up on you. So it's time to encourage your buddies to go out, create a garden, maybe share this podcast with people you care about to get them motivated because when they have food, they don't come asking for yours. And that's a big thing. Um, Maybe uh, go on our Facebook page, find where uh, we posted this episode and share it on your Facebook. That might be appreciated. Um, Also, uh, you know, talk to people, tell them about where they can download it and see what we got going. Um, Maybe check out uh, Murray Mayhem there. uh, Mayhem Country Living. Is that what it is, Kevin? Yep. And uh, check out there. He's got tons of great gardening ideas, great topics. I know we must have an episode on Liberty Gardens or Victory Gardens. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of good ideas he's got on there. You can actually see some of that hands-on stuff. He's got a lot of great things about planting seeds and, and doing stuff there. So that'll really help out if you're, you know, new. But maybe it's time to share things like his YouTube channel like the badass podcast, you know, send them over to survival and basic badass podcast everywhere. And, uh, you know, if you like what you're hearing, you can support us on Patreon. We are a little slow getting out patches right now with, uh, the mail being kind of ridiculous, but, uh, you know, Hey, we'd love to hear from you at, uh, prepping badass at gmail.com. And I think yeah. with that, Oh, go ahead. You got something? No. That was it. We're good. Uh, just All right. uh, prepping badass at gmail.com. I'd love hearing you, uh, seeing your guys' email and uh, try and get back to you as fast as I can. Usually, usually within 48 hours, but not always. Um, so, yeah, let us, let us know what you guys got going on, especially uh, if you've got any Victory Garden uh, ideas. Let us know. And we'd love to see them posted in the uh, badass group uh, Facebook, uh, prepping badass. And you can find the group over there, and we'd love to see your gardens. So with that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network.